Listener Production. Strap yourselves in for a massive edition of the Footy Talk podcast for your Thursday. Brownlow medalist and pie star Tom Mitchell in to talk about all things hut pies at the minute. Plus, we'll chat to David Mundy, retired Frio superstar, about what's going on with their season. Plus, the Carlton Draft. This is all coming up on the Footy Talk podcast. Footy Talk podcast time for your Thursday, and it is an absolute pleasure when I have a guest in studio, but not just any guest, a man who has won a Brownlow, a three-time best and fairest winner, and now just taking over the world of the AFL with the ball magnets, Mr. <laughs> Tom Mitchell. Tommy, welcome. Daisy, thanks, mate. It's uh, good to do a pod with you. I had Joey last time, and uh, is this a step up or a step down, you'd say? <laughs> uh, I'd say it's certainly a step up. How was Joey? A touch too serious? Uh, Joey was, was it? good. Joey was good. Uh, looking forward to see how today unfolds as well. Right. Well, we'll start with your footy club you've come across to the pies and they are low level flying i guess from your point of view what's going on why is it just so bloody good there at the minute oh it's it's hard to put your finger on one thing exactly but i don't know i feel like i've never enjoyed my footy this much in my whole afl career it sort of takes me back to the days of going through junior footy and school footy when you've had your most fun that's what it feels like at the moment i feel like you know the fans uh you know they bring such an exciting element, um, you know, the, the coaching staff and what Fly's done. It's just so good at building all the players up and I think everyone's just playing with so much confidence at the moment. There's no doubt that it looks like that from the outer. So to hear you saying that, because a lot of people don't understand at times how hard this job can be in terms of finding any sort of enjoyment. If your team's not going well, if you're out of form, if you're struggling with injuries, people will sit there and go, oh, I want to play AFL football, it's the best job in the world. But at times, it isn't that at all. Yeah, I'd agree 100%. I think you can sort of see it on the on the guys' faces, like the guys are always smiling and, you know, some of our pre-game speeches, you wouldn't believe some of the stuff that gets said and some of the things we talk about. Like we sometimes walk out of there just, you know, laughing as loud as you possibly yeah. could and it's just a completely different approach to anything else I've experienced in footy and, yeah, it's getting results at the moment and hopefully it keeps going that way. Was it last year that you made a point of celebrating? Was it Nathan Murphy's 48th game or something? Yeah, Darcy. Oh, I wasn't there. Uh, but, um, so it was actually against Hawthorne. I heard the story. So it was the same game. I think might have been Ben McAvoy and Liam Shields were playing their 200. Yeah. And from all reports, um, they did a celebration for Darcy Cameron's 40th game. They had guests, I think Gil McLaughlin, a few other big names, sending in videos, and they played that video for Darcy's 40th. How's me asking you and you weren't playing there well, at the I wasn't time? There. I've heard the stories. <laughs> That's all right. it, it is a ripping story. Um, your own role, it seems to have changed a little bit. You don't have to be posting the 50-plus mm. numbers, but still having a massive impact in and around the footy. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really enjoying it as well. I'm just really honing in on what my – absolute strengths are and I think you know well I hope it's complimenting the guys around me the Dacos boys Jordy Degoe Pendle Steele these sort of guys I sort of get to work on the inside and you know pressure and tackle well and uh, win the ball on the inside and get to these guys who can be really damaging Can you give us an insight into what's inside your jumper we see the Brussy Maynard had competitive beast he's yours just <laughs> just shoveling out prunes or yeah, something, pig or something <laughs> something along those lines yeah we, we've all got uh, got something that's something new this year so there's a few there's a few interesting ones mine's pretty basic I think it's something along the lines of you know be tough on the inside yeah. or something like that. But what's his inside ball? Yeah, competitive beast. Competitive beast. Well, that's pretty accurate for him. He looks he, like the Hulk in that photo, doesn't lo- he? He would have loved that too. Yeah, I reckon he? he was secretly happy. We um, <laughs> On the, the Sunday rub, we had Darcy Cameron come in and he was talking about Isaac Quainer. <laughs> I'm not sure if you've heard this, but have, have listen to this. No, he's he's unreal. He's an he's absolute beast. He's uh, seen him with his rig out. Um, yeah, it's pretty impressive. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> well, so, for example, that came up in our pre-training meeting today. So there's a there's a prime example of sometimes our meetings are nothing footy related. Yeah. That that exact audio was played this morning. I couldn't when he said it, and you just seem to go. I don't know why I said that. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> and even to the point um, when Brazzy kicked out against the Bombers, I think it was. Absolutely hosel yeah, rocket it straight yeah. to Wiedemann who kicks a goal. Yeah. Go to the bench and fly sitting there pissing himself laughing. Yeah. Before that game, he said something along the lines of, you know, he wants us to make mistakes because they're gonna happen and, you know, how quickly can we move on from them and act as if nothing's happened? And he said, Boys, I want someone to kick it out on the full today. <laughs> and I think might have been Johnny Noble had kicked a couple on the full in the first half. He said, All right, boys, I wasn't actually being serious when I said that. Can we keep the ball in play now? So uh but yeah, we have a lot of fun with it. That's brilliant. What about the young star down there in Nick Day? I've sat on with admiration and watched him go about it for the two years now and how he is just continuing to have such an impact on games. To see it firsthand day in, day out, and then on game day, it must blow your mind. Yeah. I was just thinking, who would be better in their first couple of years, Daisy Thomas or Nick Dacos? I would have had a better highlights reel, but I wasn't having 45 numbers. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> I was a, taking he's, hangers and kicking goals. Yeah, I wasn't doing the, the stuff the that big, he's doing. Big blonde locks, I remember that. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a he's a freak, Nick Dacos. He... Um, I don't know, you see the work he puts in at the club and it shouldn't surprise you, but still sometimes on game day he does some things. He's so evasive, so quick, so skillful. He's just an unbelievable talent and, you know, to be getting the attention he is for a second-year player, I haven't seen it in my time in footy uh, playing anyway. So uh, it's, it's it's obviously going to keep happening to him because he's such a good player, but, you know, we'll keep supporting him and I'm sure he'll keep finding ways to uh, get around it he too. He's proper fast though, isn't he? Because that's that's yeah. the one thing that I guess when you watch him and because he is so upright, he doesn't look like he's trying overly hard, but yeah. his actual speed to cover the ground yeah. and then go up a notch, he's proper quick. Yeah, he's proper quick. Yeah, yeah he's proper fit. He's proper <laughs> strong. He's proper everything. So he's got a combination. He's just a, as Darcy Cameron would say, he's just a specimen, a I think. Specimen. So yeah, he's, he's ticks, ticks every box and the scary thing is he's only going to get better. I feel like Darcy Cameron may be the man who just rates the specimens <laughs> down there from what we're touching on. Correct. From one end of the extreme to the other, the old boy, Scotty Pendlebury. How have you found working with him? Because obviously I played a lot of footy with mm. him and a bit like Nick Dacos in terms of you can't believe what he does, but he's the other end. He's proper slow. Yeah, proper slow, but proper good decision-making <laughs> yeah. and skills as well. He's he's something else, Pendles, isn't he? Like cut from the same cloth as Dacos um, in the way he prepares. You would have seen it yeah. you know, over the, your time, but sets the example with that. Um, but, yeah, if, you know, to be doing what he's doing at his age is, you know, still one of our best players, I'd say, and continues to be a great leader for us on and off the field every week. Um, you know, something I didn't know about him getting to the club was just – how much of a you know strong and good leader he is. Like yeah. He's so selfless. Everything's about the team, and you know he he puts guys in positions to make them be their best because he can pretty much play anywhere and he's going to play well. So he pretty much looks after everyone out there because you know he he's so confident in what he does. Obviously that he's going to play well regardless. So he looks after everyone. He seems like he's lightened up a little bit too. I'm not sure you'd say he's humorous, but he seems to be having a gag <laughs> and almost smiling at times, which is a, a fair shift. I've only known him for six months, but that's the Pendles I know. Right. Like he's uh, he's very good with his uh, banter. He's very witty. <laughs> yeah, uh, his one liners are up there with some of the best. So yeah, he's definitely. You can see the enjoyment on his face as well. You know, he he's always having a laugh, and um, you know, he's mentioned it that he feels as though 
he's got even more longevity because of how much he's enjoying the environment and game day and everything that's going with footy at the moment. I saw on the Pies Instagram the other day uh, an Emirates competition to if you could go anywhere in the world, two seats, who would you take and where would you go? He said he'd take you to go watch the Lakers. I was, I was off screen telling him to <laughs> oh, say right, that, yeah, yeah so... <laughs> Which I'm happy to. I'm happy to go. <laughs> happy to go over there and watch the Lakers Warriors series. He's a big NBA man. I'm, I'm following that as well closely. So, who's your team in the NBA? I don't really have a team. Watching, you just love it. We saw Denver beat Phoenix. I'm not sure how much you follow it, but Philly beat Boston as well. So that I think that's an upset. But um, yeah, would happily. Uh, I might have to take Pendles up on that offer. Come into the season, I might. I might get him to shout a trip to the states. How often does he talk about his basketballing background? Because <laughs> I know you've had Josh Giddy down yeah. of late um, in and around your ball magnet stuff. But yeah. does Pendles still fancy him and sort of go, "Well, you know, Josh is going all right, but I think yeah. I could still be doing that." So we had Josh through the facility last week when he was in Melbourne, and it was the same week that Pendles had his eyes. Yeah, so they were actually going to go one on one. We had it. We had it set up, but oh, it, it fell hang apart. On, but Pendles so. couldn't because of his eye. Yeah, I'd so talk shit. Scott. Maybe a little bit of an excuse, <laughs> but he's coming back. Josh is coming back in about a month, so we'll have to tee it up. But there's a pretty full-on basketball competition uh, occurring at the club, I would say. We've we've got sort of seated rankings. Right. King of the court's big. Right. Pre, pre-training. It's hard to say, you know, Pendles wouldn't be the best. He, he probably is the best. Tom Wilson's up there. I'm sort of your lockdown defender at the moment, just getting my minutes where I can. Yeah. Um, just scrapping, but yeah. So is it one on one, three v three? What are you? Mostly one on one. Yeah. Yeah. We we play a game where you start at the top of the key, you only get two or three dribbles. Yeah. And if you make it, you obviously stay on. If you miss, you're out. So, yeah, Pendles is up there. I'm I'm working my up into the top ten seeding. So. It's a, it's a big couple of weeks coming up. There's always someone at football clubs who thinks they're far better than they actually are. <laughs> Who's that at the pies? Oh, good question. Um, Johnny Noble would rate himself, wouldn't yeah, he? Yeah, I'd say Jack Ginnivan's jump shot is deplorable. <laughs> the, so I don't, we the, did a three-point shootout with Giddy when Giddy was in town. Um, and I think, you know, like the NBA three-point contests where you have five from yeah, each yeah. spot, you get a score out of 30, I think it is. I think Guinea got two out of 30, so... Okay. Yeah, he uh, he really embarrassed the, the colours that day. <laughs> he needs to sort <laughs> that out. Hey, stick around. Plenty more to talk about with you, including the massive clash coming up this Sunday, Pies v Giant. This is the Footy Talk Podcast. Joining me, Tom Mitchell. This is the Footy Talk Podcast, your daily dose of footy, the latest news, interviews, and analysis from the world of AFL. The hottest seat in town and the hottest ticket in town right now is the Pies. They take on the Giants this Sunday at the MCG. You will be there. How excited are you for this one and another opportunity to keep the ball rolling? Yeah, very excited. You know, the Pies fans keep showing up. We had 70,000 on the weekend. I think that was the highest crowd ever recorded for an interstate team. Right. In a home and away game. I think that. I was there. That through, how good's the Magpie Army? Unbelievable. Yeah. The, Did the that noise. shock you a little bit when you came, like when you look from afar about these big clubs yeah. and you think they're going to be proper powerhouses, has yeah. it surprised you a little bit how actually big they are and the Hollywood tag is genuinely true? I think it is, yeah. I think it's the full AFL experience of what you'd expect as a young fella coming to the league. Like I've played at, you know, Sydney and Hawthorne, which you know, two pretty big clubs, but coming to Collingwood, it's a completely different ball game, as you would know. So, you know, the first game against Geelong, we were close to 90. When Ollie Rip. Henry got run yeah, down. Yeah, that was loud. <laughs> That's the loudest thing was, I've ever was, heard. I agree. Richmond round three was 80 and yeah. Anzac Day. Like, it feels like every couple of weeks there's an absolute 
monster crowd and, yeah, hopefully they show up again. Uh, I'm sure they will this Sunday against the Giants. No doubt when the pies are flying, they will be there. What have you guys identified about the Giants? Because they might be down the ladder, but they've had a pretty consistent month. Yeah, well, Toby Green's a good mate of mine, so I saw he didn't play on the weekend. <laughs> Is he so back this week? I hope not. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I hope he's out. Um, yeah, well, it seems as though, you know, they've got some good experience with the midfield, you know, guys like Cali and Tom Green's a player that seems to have taken his game to another level. I saw his game against the Bulldogs last week. He's a pig in there, isn't he's he? dominant, yeah. yeah. So, you know, very strong contested player. So, you know, definitely going to have our hands full with some of their star players. Does Fly worry a heap about the opposition? Surely you've got to do your due diligence. But is a lot of it, and this is sort of what I'm sensing, and I did go in there at one stage last year, it is so much more about your strengths as a footballer, as a football club, and trying to just promote that and doing it your way? Yeah, I think, you know, like every team, we still do an opposition analysis and we identify key players for the oppo. That's probably, you know, three days out from the game. We, we obviously have to touch on what they're good at and what to be aware of. But as we get closer to the game, it's more about our processes and what we want to focus on. So I think we cover off on both, but closer to the game, it's probably more about us. And we go back a little bit. Nick Dacos obviously got stitched up about the punch on last week and was offering to pay for people's fines. You didn't get fined in around that? I Missed that one, which I'm, I was happy to. Uh, I think Maynard and Josh Dacos might have copped the brunt of it this week. I did see the call, the prank call, though. That was quite funny. If the Giants go again and the blokes who've now gone 1,500 <laughs> and it's going to be to 2,500, is there going to be the same pile on or will it be a little bit of, look, maybe, Nick, you just look after yourself over there. I'd like there. to say they'd take a step back, but I can't see Bruzzy Maynard taking a step back. I've, you know, I feel like he's... Uh, He's one of the guys that you just love to play with because you know he's got your back out there and, uh, you know, if he doesn't um, doesn't put up with, with much bras, you know, he's the first one in there to support his teammates, which we love about him. Who are you knocking around with at the club? Who have you got close with in terms of mates? Yeah, I, I knew a couple of the boys before I got there. So Darcy Cameron, obviously there was a Sydney connection there. Taylor Adams, we were from the same draft. Uh, Bruzzy, who we mentioned, the Dacos boys, Geordie. I don't know, I feel like we're we're a pretty close group. Um, you know, we, we do a lot of things away from footy together as well. So, you know, there's a few names for you. But um, I feel as though, yeah, you know, the connection you see on field is probably you know, due to the connection off field as well. Before we let you go, buddy, I had the pleasure of chatting with David Mundy today. He's, of course, part of the Carlton Draft this season, a campaign that I single-handedly saved last year when I went up to nil and ended their 1,000-day losing streak within two hours. Have a listen to what he had to say. An absolute treat to have this man on the Footy Talk podcast, a man who's played 376 games, Frio Games record holder, All-Australian, and just all-round lovely bloke, David Mundy, welcome. Thank you, Dale. It's a pleasure to be on here, mate. Thanks for having me. It's great to be seeing you. Now, the highlight of what I've called the last month has been the Carlton Draft Season 2. And not only because I got voted MVP of Season (laughs) 1, but seeing who's going to go round. The draft was the other night. You went pick two. How are you feeling? Mm. Uh, yeah, relatively good. A little bit concerned that I went the pick after a bloke who hasn't played football in 15 <laughs> years, but uh, that's okay. I'm excited to get down to Carnham Linton and have a run around. Don't be put off by that because I'm pretty certain that Bucks had it written in the fine print that he had to go pick one or the deal was off. So don't worry yeah. about that. And I'm not sure you want to be going to Neil Madanum anyway. Uh, what do you know about the <laughs> Carnham Linton Saints? Yeah, so I know that up until this year, they've been uh, really battling to get wins on the board. They hadn't won for something like three years, but I was speaking to their president last week after the draft, and he uh, he said they went on a massive recruiting drive. They've got a couple of local guys back in the system, and they've gone on to win three games already this year. They knocked off last year's 
reigning premiers oh. last weekend. So uh, I'm a little bit nervous. I'll, I'll rock down there and I'll be in the twos. <laughs> you uh, you still look like you could play. Obviously, when you, you finished up last season, did you still want to go around? Was there a little bit of that or were you done? Uh, no, I'm very content right yeah. now. I Yeah. Long, long summer between four seasons, <laughs> and you mentioned I finished on 376. And so, a lot of people I talk to say, Well, 400's right there, you've played that many, it's only another 24 games, but that's that's a whole another mountain, another 24 on the top of the 376. So, um, I am very proud to have left Fremantle in a really good position. They obviously stumbled a little bit early in this season, but. Uh, I'm very content with what I've achieved and what I've done. Absolutely, and so you should. So are you still in good nick? Are the old Khan and however you say it, Linton fella's going to get a, a really good version of yourself? Are you going in the midfield or are you just going to say, no, nah, I'm in the forward line, pump it down, boys? <laughs> well, as I said, they've won a few, so I might be walking down there with uh, my hands out with, you know, I'll play wherever you need me to play. But uh, uh, no, I'm still in relatively good nick. I'd like to think that 20 years in the AFL system, there's a little bit of residual as I'm only you know, five months out of the system. I think there's a little bit of residual fitness left in there. I've been playing a lot of hockey and WA. It's right. a massive sport over here. So um, there is still a bit of physical activity going on, albeit not to the level it once was. Trust me, mate, five months, it can go pear-shaped pretty quickly. <laughs> um, I didn't want to say anything, Dave. <laughs> I appreciate that. And that's all part of it because not only do you do the on-field, but you also get to go in the sheds after and celebrate, yep. hopefully, what is a, a great win. Uh, it's all part of what is a, a brilliant campaign. Yeah, 100%. That's where I'll probably be, be worst on. I've never been uh, the best in that scope uh, or the most fit in that area. But um, uh, I am really looking forward to getting out back into the community football. It's where... I cut my teeth uh, in that kind of setting at Seymour Lions um, growing up. So, yeah, cars around the oval, people bipping their horns and flashing their lights when we kick goals and, yeah, everyone cramming into the rooms post-game to listen to the coach will be, yeah, it'll be really exciting. It was one of the great things I got out of it was just the appreciation of the community and the players, everyone involved with the footy club, to have someone come down who's played a lot of elite-level football and actually be part of their team for the day, it was one of the more enjoyable experiences. So you'll get to experience that, and you're just going to come yeah. in as the retired superstar and just absolutely take the piss and dominate. Oh, I love Can't everything wait. about it. <laughs> hey, all the very best with the Carlton Draft, all the very best with your Dockers this year, and thanks very much for joining us on the Footy Talk podcast. Thanks, mate. He's obviously just new out of the game. Do you think that's something when it is time, and I'm not certainly wrapping up your career, do you like a beer? Would you like to be a part of one of these initiatives eventually? I think I would. I think it's a pretty cool thing. I saw some of the names this year, Joey Kennedy. Yeah. Probably the best clearance player to ever play the game. How hard was he to move? Yeah, he's impossible. Yeah. Imagine plonking him in a tiny ground in, I don't know where, a country. In the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere, you know, small He'll be getting 40 clearances, so I'd be picking Joey if I could. Yeah, well, we know that David Mundy was still having 30 of when he retired at AFL level. Nathan Buckley's in there as well. Kane Corns is there. Jordan Lewis and Bernie Vince. So a fantastic initiative. I love my Carlton draft, so thanks for the plug. Hopefully they send me some. Hey, thank you very much. As we said, all the best this weekend against the Giants and everything going forward. This has been the Footy Talk podcast, your daily dose of footy, the latest news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL. Listener.